Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What time is it? From Stockton to the Bay. Let's go! Sacramento. The Sierra and beyond. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is the Central Valley Sports Show with Zach Bayrudi on Fox Sports AM 1280. It is the Central Valley Sports Show with Zach Bayrudi. My producer is Luke Swanberg. As always, we're thrilled to have you with us. It's a beautiful day in the Valley. It's, uh, it's a beautiful time of year, a mid-November edition of the show. And you could fool me into thinking it's October in New England right now with the way it is outside. Beautiful you, out there, man. You like the leaves and the the changing. I mean, there's some of these these neighborhoods, especially in in Modesto, where the station yes. is. You, you drive down yes. the streets, it's like a tunnel of foliage. It is. It's the fall is my favorite time of year. I mean, I, I love it just because it's the beautiful mix of uh, you know not too hot, not too cold yet. I mean, it's the most beautiful looking season to me. Like you're talking about in the tree, my drive in, I'm just surrounded by these old oak trees mm-hmm. with these beautiful leaves that are always falling down. I love it. I love it. And, of course, it's great for sports. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. NFL in full effect. Mm-hmm. NHL's uh, going. NBA's in full swing as well. College football. Uh, I mean, this past weekend, there was the devastating injury to a Tua Tugavailoa oh. of uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we can't delve too deep into that. We don't have the time, but that could change the whole complexion of what's going I mean, on. He was going to go number one. In college football. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you, you wonder if... Uh, and I haven't read up, and maybe someone has detailed it, but hopefully he had an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You but... know, a lot of these uh, student athletes, especially at that caliber, they'll take out insurance policies just in case, you know, their last year in, in college, they, they have something happen that could affect their ability to get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, two is going to be okay down the road, but he's done for the year. I mean, you see it a lot. I mean, you see some of these these uh, players projected to go high, skipping out on bowl games mm-hmm. and things like that just because it's not worth it. The Raiders gutted one out against the Bengals. It was not pretty, but the Raiders, a 17-10 to win over the Bengals. We'll chat with our boy Raider Greg. Mm-hmm. And he can talk about the uh, the Oakland Raiders. The 49ers rallied. Were you having palpitations? Man, you know, the thing is, I, I was a little nervous about this game just because the last time they played, the uh, the Cardinals looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were the first ones to really show the weakness, expose the weakness in the 49ers defense. Um, and so I, I, I wasn't um, expecting a guaranteed win out of this. And when they went up, I think it was 16-0, and... Uh, I was sweating a little bit, mm-hmm. and we weren't going anywhere on the ground, and um, it was uh, a little worrying, but you know, we just uh, stayed the course, and Jimmy G just loves playing the Cardinals, apparently. He has eight touchdowns against them this season. Yeah. Hey, the Cardinals are an up-and-coming team, and mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is is going to be one of the NFL stars of the future. I don't think there's any doubt about that, no so there's there's no shame in, in having to gut one out against <laughs> the Cardinals. As an A's fan, I'm, I'm sad to see him play against my 49ers and give them a run for their money, but... I think he's good for the league. I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stockton Heat, great three to two win on Saturday night. We were there. Fox Sports AM twelve eighty. Our executive producer Mike Murray was there uh, as well, and uh, I was lucky enough to drop the puck for that game. <laughs> so cool. It was pretty crazy. Well, and he hear- didn't screw it up, right? 
No, dude, I almost did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know when to actually drop it. I was kind of out there for a minute, and I had to wait for the the players from uh, the Heat and the Barracuda to come over and uh, and then like pose for the photo. Mm-hmm. So I did it though. I got it done. I didn't screw it up. But I'll have to, uh, I'll have to post that photo somewhere for people to see that. Uh, Mike Murray did our Facebook page, Fox mm-hmm. Sports AM twelve eighty. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Chris Bichet, the outstanding voice of the Stocks and the Heat. Uh, that'll be coming up yeah. in the show. Did a great call of that game too. Uh, not often would I want to start off a show in mid-November talking about baseball. Truth is, I wish I wasn't. It's kind of like when we wanted to talk about the World Series and we had to talk about that uh, Brandon Taubman situation with the Astros right. and how it just cast a dark cloud over what was going on in an outstanding World Series. Mm-hmm. And the Astros don't want to stay out of the news. No, and I'm not going to talk. And that's not what I'm getting into, but we could easily get into that where the Astros were busted for uh, stealing signs and using video equipment to steal mm-hmm. signs. It's just a bad look. I, mm-hmm. There's some things about the Astros, and again, I don't have time to get into them, but I mean, they, they let go of their whole scouting department a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, big head scratcher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just they're, they're doing things differently, and you may or may not have read about it. The Athletic has written very good pieces about what the Astros have done and how they kind of changed the game a little bit, but we're not going to get into that, although we could. Uh, but Major League Baseball announced this weekend that it's going to put forth a proposal that would eliminate 42 minor league baseball teams across the country, across the lower levels in the minor leagues. This is high A down. It would drastically alter the landscape of minor league baseball. There's a reason they're proposing this, and it's because they know at some point in the near future, Major League Baseball knows at some point in the near future, they're going to have to pay minor leaguers a living wage. Mm-hmm. Like right now, they have some loophole where they don't have to pay these guys at least minimum wage. It's right. nuts. I mean, some of these players, uh, a lot of people don't know this, some of these players make like 1200 bucks a month. Right. And they're working every day. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... It's not like most of them have big signing bonuses. Like there's a couple that have gotten good signing bonuses and they're kind of okay. But most of these minor league players don't make anything when they sign. Right. So they're basically living on air mattresses and uh, living with host families when they're here. Uh, and here, by here, I mean stocks. I'm talking from the perspective of, of me being the, the stocks and ports radio broadcaster. But major league teams are going to have to cover the cost of paying these minor league players a living wage. So the way minor league baseball works, and I'll, I'll lay it out, uh, we'll use a local example of the Stockton Ports. I've been their play-by-play broadcaster for 14 years now. The Oakland A's have a player development contract with the Stockton Ports, meaning that it's basically a co-op. The A's will furnish the players, they'll pay for player expenses, and put forth some of the travel expenses. The Stockton Ports uh, handle the facilities, they promote the games, they'll help promote the A's, so on and so forth. So it's like a Mm co-op. But the Ports are not responsible, nor are any minor league team responsible for paying the players. They're not the ones who pay the players, and that's by way of the player development contract. That's the way it works. So now, with more noise being made about players basically working for no money, living substandard, Right. Uh, Major League Baseball realizes they're going to have to pay more money to minor leaguers. So what does Major League Baseball do? They propose cutting 42 minor league teams, and they, they are doing it under the guise of, well, you know, some of these teams have subpar facilities, and by kind of trimming the fat, if you will, uh, we'll be able to upgrade more facilities and to pay players a little bit more. They're cutting inventory is what they're doing so that Major League Baseball owners can keep more of their money. So... 
it's BS. Mm-hmm. So the California League might lose one team. The one team that was a proposed loss for the California League is the Lancaster Jethawks. Okay. Uh, I visit Lancaster every year, a couple of times a year, because the ports travel there. The stadium was built in the mid-90s. It is a gr- it's one of the best facilities in the league. Hmm. The operation is top-notch. They do a great job and invest considerable amounts of money into getting their product out into the local community in the Antelope Valley. Have you ever been to Lancaster? I Star? have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so it's like 60 miles north of L.A., mm-hmm. and it's a big population base. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people live up there because they can't afford to live in L.A., and right. it's, a, it's an easy commute. But people love going to those games. There are diehard uh, Lancaster Jethawks fans. Oh, um, it's a community that loves loves its baseball. So what are the ramifications of, of losing a minor league team in a community? So people lose jobs, people that work for the team, people that work for the stadium, the city. Uh, you the know, players, the, too. The players, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, stadiums built not too long ago, like the one in Lancaster, would sit idle. And more importantly, for the sake of the game, fans in these communities, particularly young fans... They'll lose access to the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. It is so intimate. I mean, this is intimate access to the game of baseball. You can go to a minor league game, and many of you have. You go right up to the railing. You can get autographs. You can talk with the players, get to know them. The tickets are cheap. The food is cheap. The parking is cheap, especially compared to Major League Baseball. Not all families can afford to go to Major League games. Growing up, we could afford to go to maybe two Red Sox games a year. Mm-hmm. And this is like 80s, early 90s. Now, forget it. Right. I mean, you could forget it. It's it's insane if you want to take a family of four to a Red Sox game. You could still do it for an A's game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but some of these costs are astronomical. Not all families can afford to go. So you're basically damaging the game at the grassroots level so that owners can pocket more of the money that, oh, by the way, they're printing <laughs> with the TV contracts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane how much money they're, they have up there. So those are the ramifications, and it you know I'm all for capitalism. We talked a little bit about this on on the last show. I'm all for people making money and being able to keep most of it legally. Handouts make me uncomfortable. We talked about that last week. So it's not like I'm anti money and anti business because I'm I'm pro business, but this is different because major league teams are owned by individuals or families in most cases. And there you know, are minority shareholders, yes, but it's not a publicly traded company. A major league team is not a publicly traded company. So if you're publicly traded, you have a fiduciary responsibility to your investors to give them the best return on their investment that you can in, in a free market system. So at times, you know, it's unfortunate, cutting costs, layoffs, these things have to happen in a publicly traded setting because you have investors, you have responsibilities. Major League Baseball owners do not have those same responsibilities. They are wealthy stewards of the game of baseball. So this move on their part to save a few bucks at the expense of the game, the grassroots of the game, is so short-sighted. So short-sighted. It's going to damage the game in the long run. It's already being damaged. The game is. Baseball is losing. If you had a choice, I'm just asking you. You don't know I'm going to ask you this question. If you had the choice... To watch a Major League Baseball game or a college football game on a Saturday afternoon, where are you going? Where are you going first? I mean, for me personally, I 
I don't really care about college football. Okay. So I, I would, I'd actually rather... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'd rather watch baseball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. Mm-hmm. But most of the country would rather watch college football. People say baseball's too slow. It's BS. Mm-hmm. It's BS. And I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But baseball's losing. It's losing out to, I would say, college football is is becoming bigger. It is. You know? Uh, Ratings-wise, would probably agree with what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. See those stadiums packed all the time, too. Yeah. And it's huge. So this move by Major League Baseball is like if you decided you weren't going to get your oil changed every 3,000 miles to save 50 bucks, and then wondering after a year why your engine has failed. Well, duh. (laughs) You didn't maintain it. Mm -hmm. You know, you decided to forego a minimal expense that you thought was an annoyance, and now you're screwed because you you didn't maintain it. Uh, so baseball has real issues, real issues. And people at the highest levels are trying to change the game for the sake of making money and appeasing people also who might not be baseball fans. We talked about some of the rule changes they've proposed. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you're not married. You're not no, married, right? No. I'm, so I am. I'll give you some, some insights for, for down the road. <laughs> All right. In a successful marriage, you must. You, taking notes. I'm taking you notes. must. Let someone be who they are. Hmm. Let your partner be who they are. Hopefully you choose somebody that lets you be who you are. Don't try and change them. Hopefully they don't try and change you. It's not saying that you won't, uh, you know, rub off on each other personality-wise or, you know, I'm not saying don't be nimble and don't be adaptable, but, you know, let them be who they are and hopefully they let you be who you are because when you try and force something and try and force change, it just doesn't work. You know, it, you might pretend that it works for a short amount of time, but over the long haul, it just doesn't work. And the reason I'm saying that is baseball for generations has been what it is. There have been good changes to the game. been amazing changes as the game has evolved, right? You have, obviously, integration, right. which was ridiculous that it took that long for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, new ballparks, you have different ways to dissect the game, the Bill James revolution with analytics. And even if you're anti-analytics... You have to appreciate that that people came up with new ways to figure out how to play the game of baseball. Right. You got to be open minded about it, and and some of the stuff is really substantive. And teams are now building organizations based on some of this data. And it's you know if you have an open mind, it's neat. I'd say that people that are using just analytics at the expense of scouting and and you know feel are are losing out and they're short sighted. But I would argue that people that discredit analytics, they're also short-sighted. I mean, there, there's different ways to go about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, that being said, it's a great thing that happened to the game, I think. The Bill James revolution and, and looking at the game from a different perspective. But the changes that owners are trying to make right now for the sake of saving a fraction of a fortune will damage the game at its core. And they'll hurt a product that's already hurting. And I really, really feel for these cities... These minor league cities that are going to lose out on having baseball potentially mm-hmm. by 2021 is the, the time they're talking about it. Like the Chattanooga Lookouts are one of those teams. Been around since the 1800s. Wow. So I mean, you're gonna you're gonna kill 
something that is just so beautiful in mm-hmm. a in a small town and in a way for people in small towns to relate to the game and to physically touch the game. You're doing away with it to save a couple of bucks. I mean, for me, we have uh, in Modesto, we have the Modesto Nuts. Mm-hmm. It used to be the Modesto A's for a long time. And I've been going to games there for years. And I remember seeing Troy Tulowitzki play yeah. for them. And now, you know, he went on to have a great career. And I'm just thinking about those kids. I mean, I have that story now. And now these kids aren't going to have that. Yep. And we're going to have even less stars playing at the highest level. And you're just going to have more uh, wealthy people go to Major League Baseball games, which it's not the way the game's going to grow. It's not. No. It, it grows at the grassroots. It grows in these communities, in Stockton and Modesto, in Lancaster. And I, and I hope that this doesn't gain any more traction. I hope that somebody puts a stop to it. I hope I'm not hoping against hope, is what I'm saying. We will take a break, come back, and hear from Raider Greg. It's a big win for the Raiders, uh, defeating the Bengals 17-10. to Central Valley Sports Show with Zach Beirutti continues after this. Joined now by RG. He's our OG on this show. Raider Greg hosted the Raider Nation podcast on iHeartRadio. Uh, Raider Greg joins us following a 17-10 to Raider win over the Bengals uh, on Sunday. Raider Greg, a win is a win is a win is a win. Are you at all concerned with the fact that the Raiders let the Bengals hang around in this game? And I know you talked about this being a, a battle. You were projecting it to be a battle last week. But are you at all concerned with the fact that the Raiders did have opportunities to put them away and, and really couldn't do so until the end of the game? Well, I, I knew it because this is the kind of game that you can't <laughs> – I looked at the point spread and it made me laugh because you just can't bet on this team in these games because – we're talking the NFL. Uh, there could be losing teams. Hey, we could have blown them out just like um, Baltimore did. Mm-hmm. But I doubt I, you know, it wouldn't happen because we're not that kind of team. I'd have a couple of concerns if I were you, and you can you can corroborate these, or you can come back at me saying they're not really concerns. But uh, the killer instinct would be a concern in this game. The Raiders had that turnover in the red zone on their first drive. It was the fumble. Uh, they had the the opportunity up fourteen to ten, first and goal. The one had to settle for a field goal. Those those would concern me. Do they not concern you as much? No. <laughs> as much as you would like every player to be so up for this game, it just isn't the truth. And players make mistakes. We made a bunch of mistakes in this game, and I just think it was because we took them for granted, even though we're not supposed to. So beyond this game, uh, things will improve, but I'm not worried. We're a young team, man. We've got a lot of potential. We've got a lot of growth in the next year or two. Uh, there's a lot of good things going our way, brother. I feel you on that. But that, having said that, uh, I, have, I have good experience with, uh, with being a fan of uh, an NFL team that is uh, the toughest team in the league to knock off, the New England Patriots. Do you feel they're taking anybody for granted? And I mean, I'm saying this because I know you want the Raiders to be on that type of level. Oh, no. <laughs> but even the Patriots, I mean, they even the Patriots can lose. It's proven. For Those sure. The Niners, any team. I mean, any team on any Sunday. This is the NFL, and teams, even though they're dogs, could come out someday. And I call them super freaks because the Raiders have been super freaks before. And come out and blown other teams away like the Steelers. We were 
we were in the toilet and we came out like tigers and destroyed them yeah. in one game. Yep, I feel you. Well, well, let's move on and talk about the minutia of this game because there's a lot to like, uh, especially as it pertains uh, uh, to the defensive side of the ball. That defensive line rated, Greg, was ruthless. Max Crosby, four sacks. Is this starting to become the identity of this team? And I know we talk about, you know, Derek Carr has been efficient and he has been exactly what the Raiders needed that position, but is defense becoming the identity of this uh, this edition of the Raiders? Yeah, I think the defense has had an opportunity to, to gel together. I think they're playing really well. I think even our defensive backs, even though it's our backfield is decimated, we've continued to find good players that can play well in this system. We just picked up another linebacker from the Bengals um, as a free agent to uh, fortify our linebacking core that already has the scheme. So we're going in the right direction. We're doing the right things. You know, I got nothing to complain about here. Uh, it could be better, but it's getting better, and it's good to see. I'll give you a chance to talk about the defensive secondary as well, and I think you just kind of mentioned it showing a very high upside. Isaiah Johnson, Trayvon Mullen both played very well. They tackled very well. Mullen had the interception that sealed the game in the fourth quarter. What are your thoughts on this up-and-coming young secondary? Oh, man, when Abrams comes back next year Mm -hmm. and uh, we get Carl Joseph back, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be old days Raider football where the defensive line is just going to have a field day because the defensive backs are all over everybody. That's next year. You can mark that down for sure. Talking with Raider Greg, he is the host of the Raider Nation podcast, and you can find that on iHeartRadio. Let's go with Derek Carr, and I give you a chance to talk about Derek Carr every week. I know he threw the interception uh, this week, uh, but that's really the only blemish. His his yardage was good. I believe he threw just under 300 yards. I want to say 292. Uh, Do you remain pleased with what Derek Carr has been able to do and and how he's been able to run this offense? Yeah, it's it's okay. You know, we still need a deep threat, and Williams is okay. But we're not quite there yet. The offense is better still, um, and it's also gelling. But we've got a lot of broken parts there, too. But, man, I love love our uh, tight ends, (laughs) Moreau. He is a beast. Everybody. I think our offense is very, very well done, and we just need a couple of things to be severely dangerous. And Carr, Carr's playing lights out. He did have happy feet because he got sacked a couple of times, and that's never any good. I don't like seeing that. If you put Derek Carr in a vacuum, meaning that if you're just talking about Derek Carr, regardless of of the pieces around him, is he – is he a good enough quarterback to get the Raiders to an AFC championship game? Maybe not Maybe not this year, maybe this year, but maybe not this year, but down the road. Is he, by himself, a good enough quarterback to do that? Absolutely. I have 100%. Listen to the, you know, look at the clowns that have won the Super Bowl because the defense was so dominant. There's a lot of them mm-hmm. there. So I think he's well prepared to take us and win a Super Bowl. we got to have the defense, and we got to help him out with some offense. But so far, I think trajectory for him is nothing but up, and we should be happy we got this guy. I'm trying to think of, of some of those clowns. Would it hurt your feelings if I brought up Brad Johnson? Oh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> because that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, because the defense carried the team. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I mean, all he had to do was, you know, throw a few passes. They mm-hmm. ran the ball like crazy. And, and that's really what they're, you know, to make up the team. The Ravens, too, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Another example of a defense taking a team and winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, put Trent um, Dilfer in that category as well. Right. So, uh... So I would say that uh, he is well, well prepared to take us and win a Super Bowl. We get the defense right, which we're well on the way, uh, and we just cut a couple more pieces on offense. Next year, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be absolutely nuts. In nuts. Vegas, too. I mean, that's going to be an incredible momentum uh, jolt for them to be going into that environment too in Vegas. Everybody's going to be lathered up in that town to get to get this team, which is going to arrive made to win. It's pretty crazy. That's perfect. It's perfect. They couldn't have done a better job. Um, and you know, once the team actually settles into finding their own houses and homes, and all the kids get to school, I mean, you got to think about moving. Mm-hmm. Just think about moving your studio, and everybody has to move and find a place for their kids. I mean, it's very complicated, and that is the backstory to the move from the Raiders. So, you know, it's a lot going on right now still, even though football is happening. There's a lot going on for these players that are going to be playing in Vegas next year. So at the time we're recording this, which is Monday, the Raiders are in a tie atop the AFC West. Chiefs and Chargers play on Monday Night Football. This, of course, airs on Wednesday, so by the time this is airing, we'll know if the Chiefs might be in first place by themselves, but... Uh, we're talking potentially about the Raiders being in first place by themselves in the AFC West if the Chiefs stumble on Monday Night Football. I want you to be honest with me. Did you think that it was possible at this point in the year for, for me to be even uttering that phrase? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Thanks for the honesty. But the growth, the growth of the defense. I mean, I've been saying it for a long time on the show that the offense is fine. But the defense was our Achilles heel well. They've grown up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the boys are now men, and they're playing like men, and it's looking real good. And that has been the difference with this team. Lastly, Raider Greg, it's kind of a similar type game coming up for the Raiders next week. It's, it's against the Jets, but it's different. It's going to be on the road uh, at MetLife Stadium in New York. Uh, the Raiders are back out on the road. They've been road warriors most of the season, as you well know. They're facing a Jets team that's looking a little bit better with Sam Darnold. Uh, what is your prediction for this game going into the game against the Jets? Oh, this is a definite must win. This is going to show whether we're worthy. This game right here, I don't know what anybody else is saying, but I'll tell you, this Jets game will show whether we're the real deal or pretenders because 
with Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold, who is an excellent quarterback, by the way. The rest of the team is running full steam. They're playing great ball. They have very few injuries. You know they've scored on every drive the offensive has in the last four games. This is the Jets? Every drive the offensive had the ball for the Jets they've scored, whether it's a field goal or or a touchdown. That says a lot wow. about a football team. Yeah, and they just gave Adam Gase the uh, the vote of confidence, and he's going to be around through next year. So I think that that stabilizes the Jets. And I thought that was a good move for the Jets because, uh, you know, Adam Gase kind of got dealt a lousy hand at the start of the season with Darnold being out with Mono and – you know, the, the, the Jets are just the Jets. They're just, uh, they can be a dumpster fire at times. But I think stability is something they've been lacking. And I thought uh, telling Adam Gase he was going to be around for the foreseeable future was a good move on their part. Well, yeah, they've, they've certainly stabilized the team. And they, they have a lot of young players, too, and veterans in the right places. Oh, listen, man, we're going to have our hands full. I am very, very afraid of the Jets at this point. Uh, but we're going to see what we're made of. You can guarantee that. Hey, the Raiders have been road warriors. We'll see if they can get it done again uh, this week, traveling cross-country to New York. Raider Greg, it's always a pleasure, and we look forward to doing this again next week, my man. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Let's go, Raiders. Hey, let's go Chargers for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we will have our answer by the time we talk uh, next week. We'll see if the Chiefs stumble on Monday Night Football again. That is Raider Greg. Greg Lazeo, he is the host of the Raider Nation podcast on iHeartRadio. And it should be a very intriguing matchup. The Raiders having to travel to face a Jets team that is hitting its stride. And the Jets coming off of a game against the Redskins where they they curb stomped the Redskins. So there's some momentum for New York heading into this game with the Raiders. And now uh, the Raiders are a team that is uh, the hunted. They are no longer uh, in in games like these, the the hunters. They are the hunted. They're the team that everybody wants to knock off. Uh, And so they're going to have a big target on their back next weekend in New York. Raider Greg host of the Raider Nation podcast. More Central Valley Sports Show coming up after this. It is the Central Valley Sports Show with Zach Bayrudi, and we are now joined by one of our regulars, Chris Pichet, the outstanding voice of the Stockton Heat, and the Heat coming off of a 3-2 to win on Saturday night versus San Jose. We were out there, Fox Sports AM 1280. A couple of us had gone out to the game. I was lucky enough to get to drop the puck, which was cool. I'd never done anything like that. It was a great atmosphere. I'm not going to take credit for that uh, that big heat win, but uh, Chris, thanks again for having me out. It was great chatting with you during that first intermission. Yeah, no, it was great having you. And the Stockton Heat are one and zero when you drop the puck, and one and zero when you come on the broadcast. So <laughs> it was good luck that was brought to the arena on Saturday, and it was a good way to finish up a three game homestand for the team. And yeah, a really big win. So, well, I'm not, again, I'm not going to take any credit. I'll try not to take any credit. But uh, if you need me to come back out again in an emergency situation, it's like when. Uh, who is the uh, who is the guy the Lakers used to have come out and sing the anthem when they needed a win? It was the guy that sang "On the Wings of Love," Jeffrey Osborne. Like when the, when the Lakers yeah, needed when, a big when, win. When we've got a losing streak or in need of a win, we'll call you out <laughs> for call sure, man. I'll, I'll be your Jeffrey Osborne. Uh, you know, exactly. it, it was funny. I, I dropped the puck, and then I was with our executive producer of this show, Mike Murray. We were going to find our seats. And uh, all of a sudden, the crowd exploded, and Ryan Lomberg scored a minute three into the first period. And the Heat are now 5-0 and when he scores the goal. I couldn't help but notice, too, all the Lomberg jerseys in, in Stockton Arena. And it took me back to back in the day uh, for the Stockton Thunder. It used to be Garrett Hunt and Devin Dubnik. Those jerseys were well represented in the arena. And I just feel like Lomberg has, has taken that torch. The torch has been passed to him. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's definitely accurate. He is the Garrett Hunt, if you will, of the Stockton Heat. I mean, he's got the most games 
all-time for the Heat. He's played over 200 now in the American League, all with Stockton. Uh, you know, he's gotten a couple games up at the Flames, and he's plays with a really passionate style where fans can kind of feed off of it. He used to fight a little bit more in his first couple of years, but he still plays with that same tenacity and energy, uh, and fans really like him, and he seems to have a flair for the dramatic, especially on home ice. So you mentioned that goal, and then it was bookend later uh, with a goal with just 17 seconds left to win it. So it was kind of... You know, a strong start and a strong finish led to a led to a big win. So. Yeah, yeah, I know fans in Stockton identify with guys that are fiery, guys that play with that passion, and uh, and he seems to be that guy. I mean, it was it was pretty impressive seeing all those Lomberg jerseys at the arena. Uh, what is it about this team, Chris, that allows them to be so successful when scoring first? And I know if, if in any competition you score first, your odds of winning are much better. But this team, uh, this Heat team, is not lost when scoring first. What? Uh, What's uh, enabling them to do that, to score first and then kind of hang on or somehow prevail? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cliche answer, but the leadership on this team is really strong. And I think once they get a lead, they just have the, you know, the confidence in their group to be able to play with, you know, that structure that you need to be able to keep, keep the lead. And I think the big thing also is that when this team's had a lead, they continue to try and build on it. A lot of times you'll see clubs uh, when they get that lead, whether it's, you know, early in the game or late in the game, and they just kind of sit on it. And that's not the case with the Heat. I mean, they lead the league in scoring. So when they're getting a lead, their first thought, seemingly so far through the first six weeks, is to try and build to it, not try and preserve it. So, And it's definitely working well. What else has become the identity of this team now as you, as you get into the second month of the season? I think it's been a lot of timely scoring. I mean, when you have the top offense in the league, you're going to score in a bunch of different ways. And the power play ranked second in the American Hockey League. So when they're getting chances on the man advantage, they're capitalizing. Um, so I think that is really big for the group. Um, but I just think it's good balance and good leadership. I mean, there's not one player that's really um, standing out. There's a group of second-year forwards, uh, Matthew Phillips, Glenn Godden, and then Dylan Dubé, who just got uh, called up to Calgary over the weekend. So those three players have been really good. and Good to see that Dubé is getting a shot up at the NHL level, uh, played Last year with the Flames and just made his season debut yesterday against the Vegas Golden Knights. So there's there's a group of players, whether it be veterans or second year guys and even some rookies that are contributing and it's really, you know, good contributions all up and down the lineup. So it's it's been good and I think it just speaks to the depth of the group. Talking with Chris P. Shea, the voice of the Stockton Heat on the Central Valley Sports Show with Zach Bay Rudy, also proud native New Englander, Chris P. Shea. I feel like I have to throw that in as well. Uh so this absolutely. team absolutely for sure. I, I know that uh, I am very proud of being a New England native. And it, let's get into that for a second. I mean, we talked to you and I just off the air about the hockey culture in New England and how it kind of shapes you. What's, what's your story as it pertains to growing up a hockey fan in New England? Yeah, so when I was really young, I mean, I was on skates basically from when after I could walk. And, you know, I was probably playing competitively, um, I don't know, at four or five in the in-house league. And, you know, my dad is my coach growing up, um, starting at probably age five. And it was just something that was, you know, I always had a stick in my hand when I was younger. But it wasn't just hockey. I mean, it was all the sports. But I think more so in Boston, as you can relate to, mm-hmm. um, you know, hockey is a sport that's probably just as important or more important than any of them, at least locally. And mm-hmm. it's not the same out in California and in parts of the U.S., but that's definitely how it was in Boston for me. And, you know, everyone seems to kind of rally around the hockey team locally. So, 
Yeah, back in the day, they used to refer to Boston as a drinking town with a hockey problem. So that that might put exactly. it into, uh, into exactly some perspective. And now all the other teams have started to have success as well. But I think uh, before all the teams are winning, I think you know amidst you know not mediocrity with the teams, but more consistently not winning. You know, every other year, I mm-hmm. think hockey was probably the most popular of the sports. And now that the Red Sox have had a lot of success, and now that. The Patriots have had a lot of success. It's maybe a little bit different, but it's definitely, I think, first and foremost, a hockey town. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, the Heat on the road for the next two weeks. It won't be back until December 4th. Unfortunately, they're going to have a long absence from Stockton Arena, Ontario, coming to town uh, on December the 4th. Uh, But going on the road this season, Chris, has not been an issue for this team. Uh, And especially in minor league sports, I mean, you know, from my perspective, being with the baseball team, for you, hockey. It takes a special group to be able to travel and hang together on long road trips with a roster that can fluctuate at any point. Uh, is this group for you, that type of group that's able to go on the road and kind of hang together and bond and have that type of success? Yeah, and I think it all stems back to the leadership that we were talking about a moment ago. I just think that this group, they really enjoy spending time around each other. And when you're on the road, that's what you're doing. And that's what the team's going to be doing on this 11-day road trip. And so far through seven road games, you know, they've got points in six of the seven, and the team won their first five road games. And I know the last trip in Tucson um, was two losses for the team, and I think they're really excited to get back out there and try and um, you know get some wins and string them together. And it's a you know, five-game road trip, four different cities. It'll be a good chance to, to bond for the group. The team will be spending Thanksgiving on the road. So I think it's a, a challenge that the, the group is looking forward to, and they're excited by it. Uh, we mentioned December 4th is their first game back. The next big giveaway night is December 7th. Uh, it's going to be a big night, a Saturday. It's Military Appreciation Night, appropriate that uh, being, the, I think it's the 78th anniversary of uh, of the bombing of Pearl Harbor, December 7th. Uh, uh, yeah, that is Pearl Harbor Day, and uh, it's a military hat giveaway, also a coat drive. I can tell us a little bit about the hat that's going to be given away that night. Yeah, so it's Navy-themed. It's going to be, a, it's a pretty cool, it's a different military style. Like every year the team has kind of rotated through some of the different um, types of military. We did Desert Storm. Uh, we've done the traditional kind of army colors. And so this year we'll be wearing specialty jerseys that kind of have a blue to them, which is a little bit out of our regular color scheme. But I know it's something that um, you guys have done with the stock imports mm-hmm. in terms of trying to uh, do something that's a little bit outside the box. So we're doing that this year. And uh, fans will be able to get, um, you know, a, a giveaway military cap when they come to the game. So that'll be exciting. And then you mentioned the coach drive as well, so it should be a busy night, and I think a, a night that fans can hopefully be circling on their calendars as we head back home here in December. For tickets, you can visit StocksAndHeat.com. Chris Pichet, hey, have a great time out on the road, and we'll look forward to having you back first week of December, all right? Awesome. Thanks so much, as always, Zach. Our thanks to Chris Pichet, the outstanding voice of the Stocks and Heat, and the big things coming for the Heat is they're going to go out on the road for a couple of weeks, can return home, and we'll... Look forward to having them back at Stockton Arena as Luke Swanberg has arrived, and he is in the corner, Swanee's right. Fantasy Corner. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, thanks for having me back, Zach. I, I have a lot of fun joining you on the intro. I mean, I feel like we could do a, this for a couple hours, just like those other guys on the mainstream yeah. radio. Yeah, we could do multiple segments, mm-hmm. but, you know, and, and it's great having you in here for it. Not just the corner, because I didn't want to... I knew right away I didn't want to relegate you to a corner. <laughs> you cannot be contained to That's just right. one one space. Yeah, don't try it. Don't try it, man. But uh, today we're looking at um, 
tomorrow's matchup. This is for NFL Week 12, right. by the way. First, yes. So Thursday night football Week so it's 12. So the first game of Week 12, which is the, the Thursday night tilt. It's um, the Colts taking on the Texans. Um, and this game actually has a lot of real-life ramifications for that division. Um, I think whoever wins this game is going to be in first place there. So big game for those guys. And I think there's a couple interesting names in this one. Um, the biggest thing for me is that since Marlon Mack fractured his hand last week, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be a lot of available touches up for grabs. And they kind of already have a running back by committee over there. So um, some of the names to look at would be Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines is kind of their passing downs back. And he scored a touchdown when um, when Mac went out. So I look at him. He's pretty much game script proof. I mean, if they're down, they're going to be throwing it. And if they're up, they're going to be running it. So he's kind of the guy I would look at. Um, both are going to be relative values, I assume. Not as much if uh, Mac was in, obviously. But great opportunity for them. Um, it looks like T.Y. Hilton is trying to get up for this game. He so. is a game changer for the Colts. Oh, yeah. When I mean, when he is... Like, if you're betting and you're looking to bet the Colts, you better look to see if T.Y. Hilton's playing. There aren't, aren't many wide receivers that have that type of game-changing right. stature as him, mm-hmm. but T.Y. Hilton's one of those guys. I mean, when you look at the spread, there's only a couple players that will change that by a couple points, and I think he's one of those mm-hmm. for their team because he, he takes the top off that offense. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gives them another dimension. So um, I think having him back would be just great for that offense um, as a whole. Um, and and they need him because I think the the, te- the Texans are going to try to get right because they look terrible against the the Ravens. That's supposed to be the marquee matchup of Week Eleven. The Texans. God, that they, was a beatdown. I know. Like they get shut out, and it was. I mean, you're kind of looking at this as like the next generation of quarterback matchup for the foreseeable future. But right now, it looks like um, it's going to be in the Ravens' favor for a while. But. Um, if uh, the Texans get an offensive line, I think it's going to be a lot more interesting. By the way, do you know that was the first game that Deshaun Watson since high school has lost by more than seven points? Is that true? Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that nuts? But that just is a credit to him. I mean, he's he is a baller. And every time I watch him play and then I watch the Bears play, I'm thinking, you know, the Bears, you traded up to draft Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that thing's a dumpster fire. Oh, that's rough. I mean, I mean, you could have had you could have had Deshaun Watson back there. And um that Bears team would have been a lot more fun to watch on Sunday night, but unfortunately, they they have a lot of questions to answer. Um and I'm just I'm lucky that I'm not in that position. All right. Well, I'm extending this segment. It's we got Swanee's fantasy corner. I'm going to go Zach's betting corner. And again, I Okay. I cannot bet right. because I I I have a I broadcast college basketball, mm-hmm. so I can't. However, I, I love playing along in my own head, and I love trying to beat the books in my mm-hmm. own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, because well, maybe I, you can give people like me advice. Yeah, I feel, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a fascinating, uh, I guess industry would be a way to say it. It's, it's a fascinating dynamic of, of the NFL. And you can't tell me that sports betting doesn't drive viewership of the NFL. Oh, it's just like fantasy. Are you kidding you me? Know? Like, is anybody watching that Jets Redskins game this past weekend no. if, if money's not involved. I mean, it's the same like, thing. Cut I'm, the crap. I mean, half the people watching that game are people who have fantasy 
options in those games mm-hmm. or have money on the line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody's showing up to FedEx Field to watch a Week 11 game against the Jets. By the way, the Jets were plus two in that game. They were getting two points, and they crushed the skins. I oh, couldn't yeah. believe the line. I couldn't believe the line when it came out. Well, uh, we were wrong last week. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I have a confession to make. Yeah. Uh, my line of the week last week was the Steelers Oof. on Thursday Night Football plus three. Uh, versus the uh, the Browns, and I'll I'll I will say this. I'll give myself this this credit. I'm pretty sharp when it comes to picking the lines. Like mm-hmm. I have a, a good, uh, you know, good idea in my head of, of what I get right. I say I'm about I can be about fifty five percent, which is where you want to be to be yeah, profitable. Exactly. Um. Oh, the Steelers just had a no show. I mean, Mason Rudolph with Rudolph. four picks. Was it four picks or three picks? It was what? four. It's four. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you got the the tire fire, the Bengals at the end of that game Oof. with uh, with Miles Randolph. Uh, with uh, so you're talking Miles about Miles Garrett. Garrett. Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Miles Garrett. Oh my uh, gosh, that was insane. Helmet swinging. I mean, I I turned the game off because I just had had enough of that game. It was just gross. And then I checked Twitter, and it's blowing up. They're talking about sending Miles Garrett to prison. They're talking about suspending him forever. It, it, it like clips of every. Um, it was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the Cleveland Browns for you. Really, a, really <laughs> a buttoned up organization under Freddie Kitchens. We we blasted them oh, plenty on on this show. Well, for Odell went out and said it felt like we lost the game because yeah, well I mean, it did. I mean, they're losing a playmaker on defense for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. Like only the Cleveland Browns could screw that up in that way. Like could could beat. Uh, a big rival in the Steelers make a statement at home, quote unquote, and then go and just just you know take a dump all over it. So, what are the lines did. you like this week then? Um, well, this week my surprise line, my surprise line of Week Twelve, the Ravens at the Rams. Mm. Who would have thought the L.A. Rams would be home underdogs to the Baltimore Ravens when the season got underway? And the Rams are catching three at home versus the Ravens. I don't know if I like that. Uh, but uh, but that's a surprise line of the week for me. Uh, I would say my line of the week, if you want to bet it, the Seahawks plus one and a half at the Eagles. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I'm i not a, a believer right now in the Philadelphia Eagles. They are schizophrenic. They're touch and go. It seems like every week they yo-yo from one place to another. The Seahawks have been solid. Solid, oh. and they oh, they're yeah. coming off a bye, mm-hmm. and they're going to Philly, and it's always tough travel with Seattle, it's just where they're located. But uh, I like the Seahawks in this game. I think uh, Russell Wilson has a chip on his shoulder. Everybody's talking about you know about Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson being MVPs of their team. I think Russell Wilson has a legitimate argument too. I mean, every game he's helped his team win. Yeah, I mean the heartbreaking loss by my 49ers was manufactured by Russell Wilson. He didn't have a great stat line, but he, at the end of the day, got them that win, and he's going to put his team in a position to win every single week. Yeah. Give me the underdog Seahawks, mm-hmm. albeit on the road in a tough environment at Philly. Can you jive with that? I can jive with that, big All time. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Swanee, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, for our executive producer, Mike Murray, and my producer here, Luke Swanberg, Zach Bayrudi saying good night. We'll see you next time back here in the Valley. So long, everybody. This is the Central Valley Sports Show with the voice of Stockton Sports, Zach Bayrudi on Fox Sports AM 1280. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.